0: You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Guten Morgen! Ah... Talk. It is good to be back. It's it is. been a while. Oh my
1: word! It's been on a while. on the recording
0: front. Yeah, our listeners probably know that because we've recently had to we've had to run a couple reruns. That is true. It happens sometimes. Guys. It does happen. sometimes. That's life. Mm. Don't look at me with that scowl, you listener. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, we're having fun here. I have no idea what your face looks like. I don't know um, who I'm even talking to I'm right sure now. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's a great face. Yeah, they're having a fun time. Mm. Having a fun time. So. But it,
1: it is a weird feeling to be back. It
0: is. It's a, been a really good like one. Three weeks, and give or take, probably. Like, I'm
1: not a morning person, generally speaking. I've been sleeping in for many recording days.
0: <laughs> but it felt really good
1: to get up this morning and get ready for this. It's because like, yeah. like the light levels are different and yep. like it, it had freshly rained and I'm hearing bird song and they're in my yard. It was like oh, a yes. really idyllic morning. I loved it.
0: Oh yes. The taking Mowgli out to walk this morning. My dog mm. Mowgli, just in case you were wondering anyone. <laughs> but uh, I noticed some of the trees were starting to bud and it felt good. Yeah. It was a good feeling. Mm. Good feeling. Anyway, what's new? What's good? Anything? I mean,
1: surprisingly, waking up was good. Hey, that's great. That is, it's great. But I think I feel, I feel like I covered that. I don't need to beat a dead horse.
0: No, well, and, you know, recording session here. The day prior mm-hmm. you were with me and several others at yeah. stone tower in yeah, the morning for right. a fun little a romp a discussion so as it were mm-hmm. yeah
1: i freaking love going time. there i yeah. love having those conversations yeah. and i also love going there
0: yeah look at that little a oh. little going there sandwich
1: not a sponsor but they you could be
0: hey yeah stone tower coffee anybody Dang. anybody yeah.
1: since they're not i'll balance it out all right <laughs> just by saying it is my favorite coffee you can buy that's not in my house because you could come to my house and pay me if you wanted um <laughs> But it's also the most expensive coffee around. Like, yes.
0: mm, Yeah, wow. not even close.
1: Yeah. But You're
0: getting what you pay for, though.
1: You are. You are. And the atmosphere is pretty fun. Yes. I noticed they had windows that were garage door windows. hmm Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Never seen that before. Yeah. I can't wait till they're open again. <laughs> I mean, like, the windows. Like, that would be fun to be in there.
0: Oh yeah! Last summer I was in there of an evening, oh, and yeah. it was really hot, and the air conditioner had gone out, oh, and so whoa. they just had the windows open. Yeah, it was very nice, but I don't know what the story had to do with anything <laughs> other than having the windows open. Yeah, and they were all open, like every single one of them. Very nice. And we were all sweating; every single person in that That's restaurant was nice. sweating. No. But we were all there anyway. Yeah. Like no one was <laughs> like, "Oh, the air conditioner's not working. Well, we're leaving." <laughs> No, yeah. like we, we all stayed, we all stuck it out. Dang. Did the thing. So,
1: make it ice instead.
0: Yeah, right. Well, eh, I'd rather be hot than Whoa. cold. Hot take. Yeah, literally.
1: They <laughs> well, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Dang. Listeners, stay.
0: Please stay. Yeah, please stay. Don't I, leave. Forgive me. Forgive me. I apologize <laughs> for that hot take. I just <sighs> prefer it hot. I
1: often do, but when the moment hits, we're icing it.
0: Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. We've no got complaints. We've
1: got all the. I, no one cares about this, I know, but I care about this. <laughs> you can always skip ahead. We've got every discipline, every every camp represented in the studio because you're hot always. Yeah, and Zach is iced always. And I'm like, let's feel it out. Anyway, no one cared. Um, I just really I wanted to recognize that moment.
0: <laughs> yes, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And um, speaking of things that we could or could not complain about, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Segway. segue. Now, I was recently reminded of yet another apparent tension in the biblical witness when I was reading Philippians 2.14, mm. which says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Mm. And as I was reading that, came to mind, was thinking about Psalm 55.2, which I read recently, which says, attend to me, Lord, and answer me. I am restless in my complaint and I moan. He's moaning yeah and complaining and complaining so is the psalmist in sin because he's restless in his complaint you know is he wrong to pour mm. a complaint like he does there you know also in like psalm 142 2 and i mean really basically most of the psalms <laughs> there's
1: a lot of psalms that really step into this territory <laughs> it, it does make me wonder like how loosely we throw around the verse in philippians yes if we're seeing all of these examples I can't help but wonder perhaps, and I'm kind of hoping, that we overuse or misuse or there's more to this, surely.
0: Yes. It could be perhaps that there is a range of meaning when we apply these terms. That's good to hear. Yes. <laughs> because you've not only got that, but he also condemns arguing. Mm. And then you start wondering about the times we need to debate and argue with fellow believers in order to try and chart the best course of action. Yeah. Or you're trying to contend for the truth. Like, what about that?
1: No, absolutely. You know? Like, that that makes me think of the verse in 1 Corinthians 5, specifically mm-hmm. 12.
0: <laughs> oh yes. 12. <laughs>
1: um, like where you have like corrective words for those in the community of faith or, yes. or like I don't know all of the epistles
0: <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes. Paul basically in 90% of them in the listen here
1: guys. I need you to
0: stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please I beg you. Yeah so then the question is You know, are we violating God's command to do everything without arguing and grumbling if we're doing things the way the psalmist and the way Paul did things? Like, do they get a pass because they're the inspired authors of scripture? Oh. Or should I say that the scripture is inspired, which they are writing. We want to be technical. Whatever. You know, is everything just a a contradictory mass of nonsense? Mm. And, you know, we're here, here, of course, to argue, no pun intended, (laughs) that, uh, you know, neither the psalmist was in violation of Philippians 2.14, neither is Paul in violation of his own command, (laughs) nor are we when we are following their examples in a right way. Now, I do want to show, of course, there is a way you can be in violation.
1: I would think otherwise. Two fourteen. Otherwise, yeah. Have like, it.
0: why, why have it? Right. Like, you know, I'm not going to be out here to say, like, ah, now here's your excuse to complain and argue and whenever you want, Certainly. however you want. Right. But I think what we're going to see is that this comes down to ultimately a fine distinction in the heart hmm. and aim of the complaint or argument.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think when I'm considering this in my own life, it's not exactly a challenge to complain. <laughs> It's unfortunately easy. Um,
0: you don't say. <laughs>
1: but I can almost, like, get sick of hearing myself, frankly. Uh, especially sure. when it's just just fruitless. Right. I'm just, just bemoaning my station. <laughs> and what I don't mean, I don't mean venting, you know, just to get a breath. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily criticizing that, though maybe I should. I can't tell yet. Um <laughs> You know, because I think sometimes that is an easy way to process and move on with an asterisk of, you know, use responsibly. Um, But what I what I really mean is like when there's just nothing to be done and all my complaints amount to is really just souring the situation further, like inflicting my misery on those around me. Or I guess when I think about that verse a little more about grumbling and complaining, it actually puts me in mind of stirring up discontent, Mm, which that inevitably Mm. affects your immediate community and in this instance would affect the community of faith. Right. So I have to wonder like in the range of distinction here, how much is permissible and in in what situations in framework can you say, okay, that's not the most wonderful thing in the world, but it's understandable or it's amoral or it's a part of processing versus this is actually damaging and you need to watch out for it.
0: Yes. Yes. That, that is precisely the question. And I think you are getting close to the heart of the matter when you talk about this kind of speech stirring up discontent mm, okay like really throwing in a stink bomb of <laughs> of, of conversation that just really makes everyone yeah. else miserable yeah, okay. to no fruitful end not right. to like exactly i'm getting a little ahead of myself <laughs> i'm tempted to do this no thing. <laughs> but you know like i'm now thinking of the example where paul in second corinthians says, basically, I grieved you with my letter, Mm -hmm. because he used hard words. You know, you might say he was arguing with them. And he says, I grieved you with my letter, but I'm glad, because it grieved you to repentance. Oh, yes. Okay. So like, as opposed to like, oh, I'm just going to grieve you because I don't like you, you know, (laughs) so shut up. Stop, please. You know, like that's very different. Very different. But let's take two concrete examples from the book of Acts to show that there can be a form of complaining and arguing that is, I mean, I kind of want to say holy, actually, you know. Oh, this
1: is compelling. Yeah.
0: Obviously, if you have examples of this in scripture where it's like, oh, this this worked for good, then, you know. It's a good sign. Yeah. And then, of course, that gives you a framework for understanding the contrast of like, if this is what it looks like when it's done in a biblically appropriate fashion, then generally the opposite is going to be unbiblical. Yeah. It's going to be what Paul's talking about in Philippians 2.14. Yeah. So hold on to your stockings, kids. Here we go. <laughs> First, Acts 6, 1 through 3. Let me just read it. Now, in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, A complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And the twelve, that is the twelve apostles, summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. So what was happening was the Jewish widows who spoke Greek were being overlooked by the church when it came time for food distribution, because widows, especially in those days, didn't have anyone to care for them. Right. And the Aramaic-speaking Jewish widows were getting everything, basically. Yeah. So the Greek speakers registered a complaint which is exactly what the text says. It uses the word complaint, right? They register a complaint. But notice the apostles did not say, now, didn't we tell you to do everything without grumbling? Like, you need to get over it, right? No, they recognize that this is a genuine problem that threatens the unity of the church, hmm. and they work to correct it by appointing what we have come to call deacons. Okay. So what you see there is an example of, here are people who have a legitimate complaint. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to sour a good situation. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to unsour a bad situation, <laughs> right? Um, and they have to say, hey, this is wrong, in order to do that. Exactly. And we would call that a complaint. Yeah. And that's fine.
1: Yeah. No, That was the vehicle they needed yeah. to register a complaint, to attend to this, Like, frankly, initially Issue of justice and, and being ostracized within the community like that—that yeah. that demands attention, and they have—they have no other means to bring attention to it. So,
0: right, right. So that is fine, and obviously the apostles are not correcting them for registering the complaint. They yeah. are in fact saying, "Okay, yeah, we need to give attention to this. Let's appoint some men to take care of this problem." Yeah, where it would have gone wrong is, for example, if the disciples, after hearing the instruction of the apostles, went on to say, "Yeah, what a bunch of blockheads! We're not doing that," <laughs> you know, or if. Let's say the feud distribution was equal and even, and the Hellenists are like... like, why are you not giving us more food? Because we're more, you know, X, Y, or Z. Seeking preference. Yeah, like, and just complaining. Or saying, like, you know, like, oh, this bread is not exactly the kind of bread I'd like. Why won't you give me, you know, this kind of bread? Like, dude, whoa, whoa. Like, like, we're we're feet, like, this is good, like, stop. You know, (laughs) stop complaining. That would be an example of that. Now, likewise, in Acts 15, 1 and 2, Paul and Barnabas have to deal with some Judaizers who had come down to Antioch. So the Judaizers, you remember, are the folks who basically say, if you want to really be saved, you Mm. have to be circumcised. And all the other stuff in the law of Moses, got to do it. And here's what we read. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers in Antioch, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Hush words. Yes. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, (laughs) which is Luke's way of comically understating the matter no small debate or dissension comma they had a huge debate and dissension (laughs) Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and the elders about this question Mm. which they end up having no small debate and dissension in the council at Jerusalem over this matter as well wow and so Paul and Barnabas are arguing here but they are arguing for the sake of the truth. Yeah. They are not stirring up unnecessary division. Back to your point again. Mm-hmm. They're not stirring up unnecessary strife or discontent. In fact, that's exactly what the Judaizers were doing.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So, Paul and Barnabas are contending for real unity in the gospel. And obviously, that's not a violation of Philippians 2.14.
1: <laughs> no, one would hope.
0: Yeah. Now, if you want to take other examples, what would have been a violation of it would have been a propensity in Paul to wrangle with others and put them down in a cancerous state of vainglory. Or if... I mean, let's take an overused example. Like if Paul was like, oh, hey, the uh, color of the carpet in the synagogue is <laughs> wrong. Like, you know, you're going to
1: get you, some new textiles in here. Yeah.
0: Like, golly gee. You know what I mean? Like, why, why are you arguing about that? Who yeah. cares? You know, like, don't do that. <laughs> let's back up for a minute and take another example that's perhaps more modern or relatable. Okay. Like, let's say you have folks who have differing views of when jesus is coming back
1: oh yeah of course
0: right so we agree we are agreed on the primary principle that jesus is bodily returning to this earth to judge the living and the dead mm-hmm. which is huge but we're not agreed on like oh well how's that going to work in relation to like the millennial reign that's described in revelation 20 mm. and many, many all that. debates you know and that's worth talking about sure. it is not worth arguing about and saying like, well, you're, you know, an absolute blockhead. If you disagree, like dude, it doesn't warrant division. No, Right. You talk about arguing people getting cranked about the wrong stuff, yeah. right? Like you, like Paul and Barnabas should have gotten cranked at the Judaizers, you know, <laughs> like that's you. Yeah. Get cranked at them. Uh, but this kind of stuff yeah. like eschatology or something like that. Mm. It's like, have I told the joke on the podcast before about the two pastors who had churches across the street from one another and very different churches, different ways of doing things, mm. but, and the pastors didn't get along very well, but they decided they were going to try to hash Things out, and so they got together for coffee. And after several hours of debating and talking, they hadn't arrived at any meaningful form of agreement. So one of the pastors said, "Well, I guess we're each just going to have to keep serving God as it is, you in your way, and I in His." Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, like that, like yeah, okay, that's that's really not helping anybody. Oh, man. And I think that's what we're getting at here. So. Yeah.
1: Oh man. So. <laughs> Thinking about these examples in Acts, they're all quite serious matters, you know. Yes. Like we have breaches in community, we have false teaching and dissension. I think I, that's not that's not unfair for me to characterize. It oh like no, that.
0: yeah, you're exactly right.
1: And I think, like, well, of course, these like corrective and restorative efforts are not only acceptable; they're not only free of violating Philippians, but they're actually necessary for flourishing.
0: Right. Yes.
1: That said, let's just get very mundane about this. Yes. Very first-world real life. Yes. <laughs> very unglamorous. Let's say I have the quote-unquote worst week. Sure. All of my middle-class comfort, the worst (laughs) week, really dramatic. (laughs) So I guess that's like projects fall through and there's miscommunications and just death by a thousand inconveniences. I honestly find myself having a difficult time believing that grappling with this, maybe even complaining about these mm-hmm. minor miseries within the safety of an appropriate relationship is necessarily wrong. And I know I have mm-hmm. a lot of qualifiers in there, but sure. here's, I think, my very granular question. Is verbal processing, perhaps complaining, defined as expressing dissatisfaction or mm-hmm. annoyance, just to be clear? Yes. Let, let me actually use those words in the sentence. Is expressing dissatisfaction or annoyance over misfortune and difficulty actually at issue?
0: Sure. I think... I think what I would want to say to that, again, is it, it so much of it depends on mm. what the circumstance is okay. and how you're approaching okay. that. So, like, let's take an example of project falling through because a coworker dropped the ball on something. Okay. So let's say you're, you know, maybe not specifically you, but like, you know, because we never dropped the ball on anything Horizon Church. <laughs> a joke, guys. That's a joke. But, you know, like, let's say you're at the office and you are waiting on a coworker to finish up a part of the project. And you're like, hey, you know, we need this thing by close of business today. Like, what's the deal? And they're like, oh, shoot. Uh, you know, <laughs> totally forgot about that. Like not going to get done today. Yeah. And obviously you are annoyed. I'm annoyed. To put it mildly. Right. Bit, like, yeah, yeah, you're putting you're annoyed. If you go to a friend over dinner that night and your form of verbal processing is like, this guy's an idiot. Mm. Like, he dropped the ball on this. That really annoys me. And you're saying, like, I just need to get this off my chest. That is very different to me than if you, and let's assume in that moment you hadn't said anything to the coworker. You're just kind of like, oh, like, it happens. But then you go and say that to your friend <laughs> versus saying to the coworker, Hey, I understand that life happens. I really need this by Monday. Like, and here on out, can we really, you know, like, and you would just have a forthright conversation with them where Mm -hmm. you're not like bashing them, but you're saying like, hey, this really puts us out. You need to be aware of that. And then you go to your friend and you're like, they're like, how was your day? And you're like, it was like, it was kind of frustrating. Like, I'm trying to work through some stuff with coworkers just being irresponsible and and that frustrates me, and I need to figure out how to respond to that appropriately. Yeah, I think those are two very different responses. Sure. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. I don't I don't know if I've thought this through, this next question through super well, or this example, because I feel like I'm trying to defend something in the back of my mind that I haven't quite formed yet. <laughs> yes, but, um, naturally. I'm just verbally processing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> look at us. Uh, let's say you and I were talking, and <laughs> you were distressed about something. Yeah. Someone, let's say someone had dropped the ball, or there was a miscommunication. I mean, frankly, I do know and trust you enough, and I know how you can yourself in the situation. And I think that's even evident in the example you just gave that you're not dragging other people behind their back. I know this to be true. But even if you're complaining about circumstance, it yeah. might not even have to do with a person. It could have sure. to do with life inconveniences in that moment. I'm just listening and there's nothing I can do or say, more than likely, that could possibly fix that. I can't right. I can't really attend to any of those issues. But I would hope in the most good natured, most generous interpretation of this, it could realistically open the door. That moment could create space for empathy. And more personal community, mm-hmm. and obviously it's not always that. I mean, I'm sure, maybe I'm no. really sugarcoating that, but no. I do feel like, well, if that's the case, then could perhaps, if you want to class this as complaining, could that maybe even actually open the door to something positive and constructive? Am I losing it?
0: No, because I mean, I think you look at. Let me take one more example from Scripture, okay. Psalm seventy three, I think, where you know the psalmist is complaining about. Mm. He looks at his circumstances versus the circumstances of the wicked. Okay, he's like the wicked are. Yeah, I am not. <laughs> I hate this. Like why? You know, I'm keeping the commands. I'm doing like my Lord, my God. Why? Yeah. And then he says, and I thought these things and my feet had almost slipped until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord and I beheld their end. So I think there is a place for saying, yeah, we can acknowledge the difficulties in our circumstances. With the I don't even know if it was if it's a conscious intent or not, but in the hopes that, okay, out of acknowledging and not just, you know, like pretending these circumstances aren't real,
1: yeah,
0: to get to a point where it's like, I want to deal with the fact I feel this way and I see things this way, to get to the truth hmm. and to deepen in my. Faith and hope and love yeah. and whatnot. So I think if we're going for something like that, I think I'm on board with that. Hmm. And I think again, this all ultimately, like if you come back to like in principle, it comes down to the heart and intent of the words and the speech. Yeah. It's like if your heart has a settled trust in God and you're desiring the best for others, right? And even if when I say your heart has a settled trust in God, it doesn't mean that you don't occasionally like the psalmist ask questions. Yeah, of course. Expressing certain qualms and asking certain questions is a demonstration of trust hmm. to God.
1: Oh. I like that. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. So if that's the case, you're seeking God and you want what is best for others. You know, you're not doing this out of some attempt to like, make your friend think worse of someone else exactly yeah i think that is where you are safe to pour out complaint and contend for truth Mm. in those circumstances if you're grumbling just because you're malcontent you know it's like (laughs) yeah like oh the barista you know i ordered this kind of coffee and i got you know something slightly different and now my day is ruined and you know you you absolutely berate that like yeah no Or you're arguing because you want to put other people down. Like you just, you are constantly looking for reasons to be offended. Yes,
1: that is a bad posture.
0: You know, yeah. Then you're cutting against the grain of Philippians 2.14. And this also, just as a reminder, because I do this all the time and it's probably annoying at this point and cliche, but this highlights how important it is, is always to know the substance that a word refers to right? Yeah. Because the word complaint gets used all across scripture. And when it refers, when the substance the word complaint refers to is an ugly reality of malcontentedness and distrust in God, it's sinful. But when it refers to the cry of a person who trusts God, but wants to draw attention to some sin or injustice, it's not. Yeah. So what matters is, and we should always be asking ourselves, what substance or reality is this word referring to? Mm. And you get that by understanding (laughs) the context in which the word is used. (laughs) That's good. In order to see that. So anyway, yes, that's all I have to Mm. say about that at this time with the time frame we have.
1: That's true. That's also true. Uh,
0: So thank you as always for listening. Good to be back with you all. If you have any questions on this or any other topic, as always, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. You can interact with us on social media. And if you found this helpful, or if you want to register a complaint, you can, yeah, go to the Apple podcast platform and You can leave us a review. I might
1: encourage you, though, if you wish to leave a complaint. You could just email us.
0: Yeah. You know what? Given what we said, even better. (laughs) You can do that, and then what you liked, you can put into the review. Yeah. That's it. An Um, honest five-star review. (laughs) As we say. (sighs) Well, thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.